what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.tv podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. Over to my right, but it's technically my left because of the way mirrors work on cameras. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I'm pointing to the left, but it's going to look like on the screen I'm pointing to the right, which is where my brother is, Brian Jackson. Brian, how are you? I'm great, Alan. Doing, uh, doing good. I am... Well, I am here with my bourbon, ready to ready to fire away at uh, at the topic of the day. So I'm uh, super excited. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm also excited to talk to you, but you know, I'm really excited right. that I got home and have my bourbon now. So, well, I know you. I know what you're excited about. It's the top. What? I mean, the topic is <laughs> exciting. We are going to talk well, about. I'm inter- telling you. I'm telling you. I was so excited when you proposed this one, and uh, yeah, I did propose I this it, one, didn't I? You did, and and I was thinking, okay, we've we've done fax machines already, so that was obviously now. Very look, timely. we didn't um, right, back up. We didn't <laughs> dedicate an entire episode to fax machines. Okay, that would have been a little extreme. I just recommended a fax oh, software. That's right. That's right. That's in right. a brothers and tech suggestions mm-hmm. episode. That's all I did. Yeah. Okay. So let's just clear the air. There's yeah. never been a Brothers in Tech all about faxing episode. Um, well, I was just that looking will at be, the... Look, that's our moment when we jump the shark. If Brothers in Tech puts out a faxing episode, <laughs> you will know that we have officially ran out of all topics. To we, we, we have called it quits. We are, we are done. Yeah. <laughs> we're done. Well, we're yeah, I was looking at, the, at this point. I was looking, so the options were today, what? Uh, yeah, fax machines would be one. We can talk mm-hmm. about... Uh, travel agents, you know, and how how right. how great they are these days, yes. and that we mm-hmm. want to use those. And perfect, yeah. Um, what else would be really really timely right now? Um, analog, you know, analog TVs, have film cameras, right? You yeah. know, let's talk about There's all a lot the of ways we can CD players. CD players. We could do a whole episode on CD players, and you know, what CD player best to buy? I say if we run out of topics that are true like latest new technology topics we just rewind the clock and let's just go back 20 years and say okay whatever the hot technology was then that's what we're going to spend an episode talking about yeah well let's see if we can let's see if we can spark people to you know get back i mean you know records made a comeback right let's see if we can kind of pick something what do we want to have come back I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could go easy with eight track and stuff, and say like eight track is the thing. But mm. you know, I, I'd say we go something even more techy than that, right? We so laserdisc. Laserdisc is. Mm. I mean, in all honesty, laserdisc is a technology I was totally into back uh, when I was a uh, college age. I guess mm. loved it. It was had a collection of laserdisc movies. I had a laserdisc player. And then was that back when you, you were know, wearing your members only jacket or was that, is that, no, no, that was back in high school time. So I'm talking college. This is a okay, little bit later. I got you. Um, I got you. And, uh, man, my laser disc collection was great. I ended up selling it all just because it was, you know, that period of time when you're, uh, out of college and you're starting your work. And maybe uh, for me, it was getting ready to get married in about a year. I'm like, okay, I got to sell a bunch of stuff. Cause this, 
there's absolutely no reason for me to have this laser disc player anymore in my house and people wanted to pay money for it. So it was great. Um, okay. We're getting off on a tangent, Brian. Let me, let me back up for a second. This is brothers in tech. As you can tell, we are brothers. This is what we pretty much do when we get together and talk technology. We started the show because we found ourselves being kind of the go-to person in our family or extended family or network of family and friends to be the technology IT person, the one to fix everything or make things work on, on with tech. So we thought, you know, it might be a good resource to kind of just be a good educational source for other people out there that uh, maybe they are that go-to IT person in their family and they'd like to kind of get brushed up on a few things, or maybe they've been the one calling somebody yeah. else and now they're, they're wanting to be a little more and self-sufficient and, and know this stuff themselves. Yeah. So we talk home, personal, family, technology, things that you kind of use in your day-to-day life. And uh, each time we get together, we, we typically have one topic we like to kind of explore and get into. And, uh, uh, as we've already teased a little bit, the topic for today is going to be printers. Um, they are still around. People <laughs> are, still they use are them. Still here. Yeah, uh, I have one right here within arm's reach of my 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 microphone. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about printers. A little bit of a kind of a what to know about printers today. A little bit of a I don't want to say a buyer's guide, but I guess if you were in the market to yeah. get a new printer, to know what the different types were, what the features are out there that are available, uh, some things to keep in mind, some do's and don'ts when it comes to looking at your printer needs. So we are going to talk about that in a few minutes and kind of go through that. But um, Brian, I thought maybe we just take just a minute. Uh, maybe this is a good time for you and I. We, this is the only time we really catch up and talk at all. And uh we like to swap little text stories maybe from time to time if something's been a challenge or something's not working and we want to kind of share that with each other before we get into our, our in-depth discussion on printers, okay? I like um, where this is going. I like where this is going. All right. And it's normally please, where... Please tell, me you're, please tell me you're going to give you a challenge that you have... Uh, not a challenge. Um, this is just... Um, I have I have been dealing... I told you before that the, the show started... I am in probably not the best frame of mind. It's been one of those days where technology has not been working for me and really, and people haven't been working for me either. So mm-hmm. really everything around me has just not been working today. Um, but that's okay. Now we're here. This is still enjoyable. I enjoy talking yeah. to you about this stuff. Alan, I, days- I told you before that, that you're welcome to call me to help fix any of your technology issues right. throughout the day. Right. I mean, well, you know, whenever you help the family out and then they have to call me to help, fix what you did. I mean, I, I'm happy to cut out the middleman here and just go straight to, good. to work on your stuff. It's good so, to know. Okay. Just let me, know. let me know. Well, I've been dealing with some home kit configuration issues. That's just a side issue. I, I, I think I found the culprit of my problems. Uh, we were having a hard time. It was really strange. Our, my ring, well, it's not a ring. It's a Logitech uh, doorbell video mm-hmm. camera that works with home kit it's been great. I love it. I'm on my app. I, everything, you know, I got recordings. Anytime somebody comes into view of the, the doorbell, we had an issue yesterday where my son was expecting something to be delivered here. And the postal service has said it was delivered at a certain time at our front door. We've got a camera that records movement and there's no recordings at the time they said they delivered it. And we have no trace of the package. So, that's what kind of spurred this longer, deeper thing that I basically spent most of the night last night working on realizing where we've got some home kit 
misconfigurations in our house because nobody else in the family could actually see those recordings from the doorbell. Only I could. Okay. And it turned out there was a lot of, there's a whole lot of detail mojo going on that had to be fixed on that. So that was, that was one thing. But Brian, my for, main for issue the, I'm for the listeners, that's a that's an official term, detail mojo. Detail mojo, mojo right? Yeah, to get if you look that it. up, right? You can figure yeah. out exactly what he's talking about. Okay, go that's ahead. that typically involves me being surrounded by a couple laptops, a couple phones, all having to test and research things all simultaneously, and I get and down alcohol. some big rabbit holes trying to get it to, to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. The bigger issue I want to exp- I want to bring up before we get into printers, so. Um, I've told you my setup here where I've got this nice theater room, uh, my desk mm-hmm. set up. There's a cabinet next to my desk here where I have been housing a, I've got a Mac laptop running in that cabinet and it's only purpose is to act as my Plex server for my home movies and movie collection. And if you recall, we talked about Homebridge several months ago that is a home kit platform that you could run on a computer and allows you to connect home kit to some other non home kit devices. I've got all that running on a laptop inside this nice cabinet here. Works great. I've had it set up that way for at least two or three years now. Uh, it just is plugged up to uh, my hardwired ethernet network. I've got it set up with remote control so I can go on my laptop, my actual work laptop and cop in and control it without having to go down to the cabinet and get to it. Well, I noticed yesterday when I was in this rabbit hole of trying to fix everything HomeKit wise, I've said, Oh, maybe it's that home bridge set up and I'm going to shut that down and see if that's causing the problem. Well, I tried to go remote access into the laptop and it would not let me do it. Mm-hmm. So then I said, well, maybe the power's off. Maybe the power shut down the laptop and it needed to be rebooted. When I looked down there, I uh, found my laptop the problem is, and I don't know how well this is going to show on camera here, but I do want you to see that this laptop has now bulged. Oh, geez. Oh, <clears throat> to where it's actually popped open the trackpad yeah. and broken it. What's happened, guys, is the battery the on battery the inside of this swelling. laptop has gone bad and it's now swelling Yeesh. to the point where it's about ready to bust out of this shell on this laptop. Not if good. I pick this up, there's a giant bulge on the back. Again, I know it's hard to see on a, on a camera like this, but this whole thing is bulging. This whole thing's super heavy. Now it's popped open. The, the trackpad It's basically expanded <laughs> to the point where it's like not working anymore. Yeah. And it got me thinking. So what, I mean, this has happened on a laptop of mine in the past. I've noticed it start to bulge and I realized the battery's gone bad. And unfortunately, you just kind of have to get rid of it at that point because it's actually starting to mess up some internals of the computer. But what would have happened if I had left that in my cabinet for like a lot longer? Uh, Do you know what the worst situation could have been? Like what's the what is possible with this whole expanding (laughs) battery, bulging battery thing inside of a laptop? I mean, I think I mean, I think there there are fire possibilities, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are um, I think you've. I was even listening to someone the other day talking about how 
you know, anytime nowadays that they, some of the companies are giving you instructions of how to switch out batteries, bad batteries and all of that. It, one of the things they talk about is a fireproof enclosure, you know, when you're doing this. If you're messing with batteries and there's a puncture, there's a, yeah, yeah. So basically you're, yeah, you, you were, uh, you were playing with fire there, Alan, uh, playing with potential See fire. The corner here. Oh yeah. That may be a little more oh, visible yeah. there. So basically yeah. what's happening is this whole battery is just expanded. Yeah, so it's got me so it was probably a little freaked a heat out. issue, right? Right? I mean, so it's in a cabinet. Is it a vented cabinet? Yeah, it's got some holes on the side. And, yeah. you know, I kind of keep checking the temperature in there. I've got like a little digital thermometer that kind of okay. checks in on that. It's fine. It's a few degrees warmer than it is outside the cabinet. And it but stays it's not. plugged in all the time, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. because it has to, right? So, yeah. And I don't know what that, that vintage of Mac, were they really good at power management for plugging? You know, like like a phone, yeah. right? Phones are much better right now than they were five years ago at power management. They You plug them in. And it's going to trickle and then stop and trickle and stop, kind of like you would with a, a lithium-ion, you know, a mm-hmm. battery charger, right? But yeah, that uh, that particular age, I'm not sure they were very good at uh, the power management of staying plugged in all the time. Um, I guess not. I mean, and, and, well, and, and is that a removable battery, or is no. that a is that an enclosed? <laughs> okay, that's an enclosed. Yep. Yeah. This is uh, from the days where Apple does not this started the the, the yeah. generation where they stopped letting you pop out batteries. I mean, this right. was a couple of years after that where it's all a self-contained inside the unit. You have to send it off to a repair shop to have a battery replacement. But now, even if I got a battery to replace on this guy, I've got a broken trackpad. I've got internals yeah. have all been skewed. So anyway, that mm. was fun. Yeah, so that could have been that could have been dangerous, man. But uh, yeah, but are you telling it, your family about kind of, that that you were neglecting? Oh no, that? and okay, no, no, okay. no, no, right. no, 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 right. no, no. We don't we don't talk about things that could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> so all that matters is Dad's got it fixed. It's out. Yeah. It's it's gone. So problem solved. <laughs> so no, that's all. Just that's say all we another, need to know. another one of these bourbons and. Texts might start flying to the family of. Uh, <laughs> we give a call to child services, guys. Um, there's some there's some issues that. Uh, Hi, this is Uncle of. Brian. Do you know what your dad has been doing with technology in his cabinet and yeah. what it could have done to you in the house? So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Mm. Anyway, that's been my fun. So again, I've gone. I'm on a, like a 24 hour bend here of just things not working the way I want them to and having to fix everything. And uh, yeah, I'm sure sorry by, about that. That's I'm yeah. sure by this weekend I'll have it all figured out. So, okay. So I do have a, I do have a technical question about your yeah. setup. Um, okay. So with, we a are going to talk about printers in a little bit. I promise. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Hang whatever, tight yeah, yeah. Printers coming well, up. Don't, don't with the laptop being your home server, you had it set in there. Did you have to keep the laptop open in order to keep it awake, or did it have? Was there ability to keep it running with the screen closed, or did you just turn the turn the no. dimmer all the way down to keep? Yeah, the screen that's what off? I did. Okay, I uh, I I left the laptop open, but I turned off the screen. I had it like turn off the screen after you know, yeah. one minute. So basically, the screen stayed dark, but the laptop yep. ran. And the only reason I'm using another, a laptop that's another piece has changed, right? This that yeah. since then is you can plug a newer laptop in, close right, close it, have it going HDMI out, and it can still run. Yeah. But I always wonder. Actually, the reason I asked that is I wondered because closing it, even if it allows you to do that, it seems like that would change the heat 
dissipation and kind of trap more heat in and that sort of thing because you've got that's two enclosure opportunities. So no, that's I think why I left it open because I just smart. Thought it just safer. looks looks bad, right? If you're going to have yeah. to put it on a shelf, right? Right. And the only reason I'm using a laptop is because that's what I had left over from right. work. I think this was actually one of my old work laptops. And when I kind of upgraded, I, I don't like selling old laptops if I can find a good use for them. Yeah. And I hate, you know, it shouldn't have to be a laptop sitting underneath my cabinet, but that's the that's the computer I had available. I wanted a, a decent powered Mac to run this stuff. And so that's what I used. So. Cool. So anyway, that's been my fun the last little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm disappointed with you uh, endangering your family like that, but I'm happy that you know it didn't turn out worse. We're all okay. Everybody's yeah. safe. I, I, I got to check in on <laughs> and Facebook. And they don't know any difference. <laughs> I got. I'm checking in on Facebook. Alan is safe at home. <laughs> so he's good. Uh, all right, Brian. Let's talk. Uh, let's oh talk. Oh man, let's get into it. Okay, printers. And, and I'll go ahead and preface this discussion about printers by saying, and Brian, I don't know if you echo my feelings on this. I hate paper. I despise having paper around me. I despise stacks of paper. I have worked my entire life to not have paper around whenever possible. If you see me go to a meeting for work, I'm taking my iPad and I'm writing on my iPad because I do not want you to give me a sheet of paper I have to keep up with. So we're probably not the best, or at least I'm not the best person to talk about printers. But they are still a necessity for for a lot of us. Brian, what's your what's your current relationship with printers? Uh, printers or paper? Because it sounds like you need a meeting or something, like papers anonymous <laughs> meeting or something. But it sounds like you have a real deep despise I, for that. I I don't have quite the despise for paper that you do, but. Uh, so, so here's my situation with the printer. I used to yeah. have one in the house mm-hmm. I don't know, five years ago, had one in the house because it was just expected. You have an office, you have a printer, you're going to print things out. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a teacher. I've moved away from printing things out at all. Everything's digital. I don't, you know, hand out syllabi and all that sort of stuff. Um, we just did buy a, buy a printer, which is kind of funny mm. that you brought up this topic. Uh, I used one simply because we had maybe one or two things that came in the last three months that said, you know, print this out. For example, you need to put a label on this thing that you're shipping back. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go pay someone to do it. You know, I bought maybe a $30 uh, used printer. Uh, So this is actually really timely because I wanted a cheap printer, but I also there were features that I wanted to have in it in order for it to be useful. And that's what we'll talk about today. But uh I will say I bought that two months ago, probably, and have yet to use it. So um, mm. I keep thinking it's there just in case I need it, um, but I haven't had a need for it yet. So, oh well. It's it's, but. it's funny how I mean I used to be really into you know, you know years ago making sure I had a really good printer at the house. Yeah, you know, I wanted one that could print photos for whenever I wanted to have a nice photograph printed out, and then I also wanted printing for. Uh, scanning and copying and there was a lot more use for it you know probably 10 15 years ago of course um uh nowadays i almost feel like it's one of those uh necessities in your house that you don't you hate having and you don't really see the point in it but you know you need it because that one time you're gonna need that one time yep it's you got to have something sure enough when my kids were in school like you know high school middle school that was always the big thing is oh the teachers i got to print it out I got to bring it in printed out version. So we needed to have a printer for that. Uh, used to be, my wife works from home. 
I work in my office, but I, I work here at home sometimes too. So having a printer was kind of convenient whenever we needed something for work. But really, those days have gone away. Almost right now, the printer for me is a, if something requires to be on paper and there's no other way around it, then that's what my printer comes in. Um, yeah. If I need to sign a document, they say it has to be an actual hand hand signature. can't be a scanned digital signature. we got to see the ink on it. Okay, fine. So I will print it out and, and do that. Right, right. Uh, Buying this home, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, there were some things we had to print, and we just we had to we had to do it by paper. And yeah, so it's really a more of necessity. Indi- there's a number of industries that you can't get around that have still yeah. been stuck in the right. you know previous age. So, yeah, I mean that's that's where it is, and and it's just an inconvenience thing. I mean, I have a printer at work that I can go and use. I don't have one in my office sure. anymore. That's another change. Right? It used to be we all had one in our office. Now it's yeah. all a shared one. You know, large printer copier scanner sort of thing but you know yes i have that but it's a convenience right the convenience right. of the fact that someone's going to ask for this to be done and i don't want to drive you know 30 minutes or i don't want to pay someone else to go and do it for that one time so yeah. but there you know let's that all being said alan there are people who still have a legitimate need for this more often sure. than we do and that's Absolutely. why i think this is a good episode to talk about you know, is are the decisions the same as they were ten years ago to buy printer? And and I don't think they all are. Some of them are the same, but but some we're are the talk same. About some of the more unique yeah. um, advances that that can be used. So let's well, let's, let's, let's yeah, let's talk about what some of those big questions may be when you're considering a new home printer or or looking at home printer options. Really, I mean, we're going to talk about four different types of printers that you can get, and we're going to focus on home personal printers. We're not looking at office big high capacity printers we're not looking at um, networked printers or anything this is truly things we expect people to have in their home okay right it's really four types you can get right now four types of printers that we could be looking at but you got to be asking yourself a question right up front those four types are going to fall into two camps of how do how does things get printed on the paper and it's either going to be ink ink like an inkjet printer or it's going to be laser. Okay, right. Laser used to be one of those things that you only thought about in a corporate setting. Oh, laser printer, that's the big expensive printers. And in general, yeah, they are going to be a little more than inkjet printers are. But there's some trade-offs because you, it's kind of economies of, the, uh, of, of the, the material it uses to print on the paper itself. So inkjet or laser, we'll describe both of those in a moment. You ask yourself the question, what all do you want to be able to do with your printer? Yep. Do you need a printer that is just going to be a sole purpose printer? Mostly like a photo printer. Like I want to print nice glossy photographs from my home printer. Well, that's typically a specific type of printer that's meant for more photo type printing. Others are more versatile. They could be the all-in-ones. They're the ones that print, but they can also copy and scan for you as well. So that's another question mark you've got is what are you going to be using your printer for? Right. If you don't know, if it's just general purpose, I want to have it around, the multifunction ones are very, you know, very affordable, very easy to get, print, scan, and, and uh, copy all on the same machine. If you yeah. know I want to get a printer just for doing photographs and that's all I want to do, there are specialty photo printers that are a better fit for you. So you just got to make that decision on, yeah. on what your purpose yeah. is. Well, and Alan, I know we're going to talk about the printing mostly, um, but I think your first question is a good one, which is, 
are what do you want to do with this printer? What are all the things that would be beneficial to have? Because some people would probably say, why do I need a scanner? I've got a phone. The phone is fantastic to be able to mm -hmm. scan. And I totally agree. However, um, if you told me I needed to scan 30 pages of something mm -hmm. and I had the, the choice between doing it with my phone or doing it with a, uh, a, a feeder on the, you know, the scanner portion of this, uh, this um, uh, printer, I'd go with the scanner portion of the printer given sure. that it maybe it was only a few bucks more to be able to buy the printer initially in order to have that function. Um, however, if that's never something you need, then now you get a chance to kind of trim down your footprint, buy something smaller, still have the same kind of result. So you're right. What are you printing and what else do you need to do? Once you figure out those questions and you kind of narrow it down to what it is you want, then you can kind of dig into some of the more interesting uh uh, inter interesting uh, features behind that, right? So, yeah. Alan, do, do we want to assume that that we're gonna, you know, people have asked answer that question? I mean, well, actually, maybe we shouldn't leave that real quick. What would be your pros and cons of having a? Let's say that the 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 price difference was minimal to have the printer only versus the one that will scan, the one that will copy, have a flatbed, that sort of thing. Yeah. Where is your where are your pros and cons within that that situation? The only the only question mark from being in that situation is am I primarily printing photos that I want high, really, really great glossy photos? Or am I going to be or, or, or are my needs undefined? Like I just I don't know what I'll be doing day to day, but I know I need these capabilities yeah. around case. That's my question marks. Again, yeah. like I said, if I know I'm gonna be printing photos, that is my whole deal then I'm going to go single purpose on a printer that's really dedicated to photographs yeah. because the little printer I've got right here that looks very similar to the one I've got pulled up on the screen. Uh, it'll print a photograph. It doesn't do a great job of it. I don't think it's not a, right. a, a, it's not a print that I want to frame and put up on my wall. So if I want to be doing that type of photo printing, I want something very specific for photographs. Um, but I think that's, that's to me, that's the two camps. General purpose, I just need a printer, scanner, copier around, or am I maybe printing photos? And I don't need, right. feel like I need the scanning and printing as much. That's To me, that's the yeah. two camps where I have to decide on things. Yeah, and I think you're, I think you're right. I think for me, there's one other uh, okay. variable that really comes into play, which is footprint, mm. right? I mean, if you're, I actually went into a printer thinking, I don't want something that's going to take up much beta. I'd like to have something that potentially I could even set on the corner of my desk. And if I absolutely had to put a piece of paper in it and print one sheet out, I could do that. So there are printers that, you know, footprint is super small. Now, of course, you know, you're not going to get a flatbed scanner on that because that's footprint, right? That's going to take a larger mm -hmm. space. You're not going to get yeah. a something that's going to take a ton of paper and keep the paper in it because that's footprint. So to me, you know, it, it, it's a balance between how much space do I want to have? Because again, I'm using it so little that I don't want something big taking up space when I'm only using it once a month, if not, if that. So, True. so I think once we have the footprint idea and you have the idea, do I want to, am I willing to give up footprint in order to get these extra things that go in, right? Mm -hmm. To say for, for, for efficiency's sake, I might as well get one that has a flatbed. I might as well get one that has a document feeder. I might as well get this. And if so, and if I'm willing to have the 
footprint taking up space, uh, a larger space, then so be it. But if you're not, sure. then you can get a lot more creative with things. So um, that's a good point. Yeah. Good point. So I think that you know those are the questions you want to ask first of all. It's like what what space do I have? Do I'm willing to give up for this thing? What do I want to do with it? And once you figure that out, and you're now into the world of printer, let's talk about what are my options, right? So okay. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear the discussion of toner versus ink because this is yeah. one I have some. I have some serious, you know, strong thoughts about. Um, okay. And so sure. yeah, go for it. Well, let, let's get you? into that then. So you're you're you have four different types of printers we're going to talk about, but three of those four all use the same type of material, which is ink, okay? Uh, just like the printer I've got on the screen right now, inkjet printers are the most probably popular for several reasons. They're inexpensive. Many times you can find an inkjet printer where you may pay less for the printer than you will for the yeah. actual batch of ink you're going to get for it, right. okay? Uh, it's basically they're meant to be more compact printers, they are very lightweight, very, very light. It's amazing how light these printers are that use inkjet. And you know, they're good for a variety of different applications. I mean, they're text. You can do photos on them. You can do any other type of paper documents you need. Uh, they basically are spraying tiny droplets of ink directly on the paper. That's what's drying and giving you what you see on the paper. Um, these are the typically the ones too that are very easy for them to turn into copiers and scanners as well. Um, like you mentioned, Brian, you can have an inkjet printer that's really small that doesn't have the scanning capability. You can keep it very, very small. Mm -hmm. But the minute you add scanning, you typically are needing that flatbed uh, environment on it. That automatically makes the size at least the size of a standard sheet of paper a little, little larger than that at least. Right. Um, and, and just to clarify, that's if you want to scan something. If you want it. That is not a single single sheet of paper. There yeah, are plenty I know of they've scanning got the ones where you can feed in. Feed in. Yeah. But if you're someone that says, you know, I'd like to scan this page of a book and send it to someone, you're only you're stuck with flatbed. You need a flatbed in order and to by do flatbed, that. Or the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're talking that, that large top on that printer you see that if you were to open it up, it's like the inside of a of a of a scan of a uh, copier. Machine. An old style copy machine. It's that little same flat bed. You lay the paper down, close the lid, and you can scan it. Now, inkjets are good, uh, but I think there's some different use cases for those. To me, inkjet's probably good for the casual printer needs that I described myself being in, where I may have something that I need to print every once in a while. Pretty simple documents, maybe text documents, uh, something I need to sign, something I need to mail off, whatever it may be. Yeah, I don't like paying the cost for the ink. I think ink prices are outrageous. Yeah. But I know that my limited use on this printer, I buy one set of ink and I'm good for a good while. I'm not going to go through that too quick. Um, but the downside is that the ink will go relatively quick compared to some other methods we're going to talk about in a minute. That's the biggest complaint people have is they find themselves burning through ink pretty quickly if they're printing a fair amount of things. Yep. And then the ink is relatively expensive compared to the cost of the printer. Um, I've seen some printers, Brian, for 50 bucks, new, yeah. new printer. For sure. And mm -hmm. then you spend $70, $80 on the oh, whole good. set of ink you good need ink. Yep. to put on there. And yep. that ink 
will run out in several months, depending on your use. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm agree with you. So ink inkjet is cheap. Um, it, I would also say it's it's not very good if you are someone who really likes good crisp printing on specifically um, text, right? If you're print, printing multiple pages of text and you want good, clean, um, you know, font on that text, especially small, I don't think inkjet is the way to go because I think it it tends to look a little splotchy. If it gets a little low on its ink, you'll notice it to be a little splotchy. Um, so I think that's the trade-off, right? The trade-off of the fact that you're going to have it be less expensive, but you're also, if you know, and as you mentioned earlier, if you're going to do photos, this is kind of where you're going to be. Although there are laser photo printers, but those are that's a whole different level. And if you're actually trying to create a um, uh, an actual f- photography, you know, grade uh, picture. But I think this is the standard. This is the entry. You know, a lot of places will even give you a printer if you're buying a computer. All sorts of things. It's pretty cheap to do, but you're right. The ink is the challenge. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's that's inkjet printers. Now, they uh, you probably have been hearing some marketing and, and advertising. I think Shaquille O'Neal has been the big spokesperson for one brand of kind of these larger capacity inkjet printers. Now, I think what's happened is people are just the companies are realizing that a lot of consumers will get really unhappy with yeah. inkjet printers and the cost of ink and constantly having to refill ink. And plus. There were a lot of uh, third-party companies out there making replacement ink cartridges that were cutting into mm-hmm. the sales of the actual. You know, if you think about it, if you're Epson and you make a really dirt cheap printer, and you're going to make all your money on the ink, but then here's some no-name brand company selling ink that is compatible with your printer. That's cutting out a huge revenue stream, and part of the reason yeah. you even make printers to begin with. So. That's why a lot of them now are starting to roll out. Let me see if I can actually put this in here. Yeah, here we go. They call them the kind of the, I think you've heard of super, I've heard super ink. I've heard, uh, uh, what is it? Super tank, tank printers. Tank. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This idea of a very, very large capacity or, or relatively much larger capacity than what you see with your standard inkjet printer. They're meant to be re- refillable, which I do find interesting. So the idea yeah. is that you don't have to go out and buy a new ink cartridge. You buy new ink and you refill your own uh, cartridges there yourself, which I'm sure there's some ecological advantages to that. Mm-hmm. It's a good eco-friendly environment to it. The whole sell- selling idea is you may pay a little more for this printer than you would some of the really inexpensive ones we talked about a minute ago. But in theory, they say you'll be spending less on ink over time because it's a higher capacity uh, cartridge that's in there. It will go a lot longer on one refill. And the refills are you refill the ink as opposed to buying new cartridges for it. So, Brian, if you had any experience or know anybody that's used any of the super tank printers here? I, I have not used them myself. Uh, I do have a friend that that uh, has used one and they... They think it's it's great, although that's still fairly new. I'd love to see kind of long term. You know, does it? I mean, one of the things that's always been somewhat appealing about a an ink cartridge, even though I despise the idea of getting rid of cartridges so often, right? I mean, going into you know throwing these cartridges away, and you know, I, I like the idea of, of recycling them and all that sort of stuff. But 
I do wonder about, I mean, one of the beauties of the cartridge is that you're taking this thing out, which has the caked on ink on it, and you're getting rid of that part. So technically the rest of the printer should still be in fairly good shape, right? Whereas this, there's, this is a tank that has ink coming in through, you know, whatever the, the, the way it siphons out and everything. And I wonder about long-term dried ink, you know, especially with someone like me who only uses a printer once every month, maybe once every other month at this point, um, what happens when that ink starts to dry, right? I mean, mm. the beauty of the cartridge, I toss it away and got a new one in, and, and technically the rest of the the rest of the printer is good to go. So, well, I'll tell you the one thing I do like about this. I will say, if I had to get a new printer for my home at any point in the near future, if this fifty dollar model I've got junks out on me one day, I, I would be going with more yeah. of this super tank one. For the here's my main reason. You see on the front panel where you actually see the levels of ink inside the machine. Yeah. Okay. That that is a visual Mm -hmm. representation, which I love on this model of seeing the ink that's in there. Cause I'll tell you this, I do not trust the printers when they tell me that my ink is running low. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, they, you know, you get these messages. Oh, you're running low on, on, on uh, black yep. ink. I'm like, okay, well, really? Because I don't Am feel I? like I've printed enough to really justify it being low already. <laughs> but I got to take your word for it. You've got to show me a little digital readout. Oh, yeah, you're low. You got to replace this right away. Right. And they tell you every time you use it. And then you start losing some 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 quality. I kind of like the visual idea of saying, no, look, I poured black ink into that well. And there it is. I see yep. it. I can yep. see how far I am down truly. And I can really see eyeball that yeah I am running low and I need to get that filled back up. There's something satisfying about that. Sure. Because I just I, I just feel like I've burned so much money on ink inkjet. Well, it's the, uh, it's the ballpoint it's the ballpoint pen right having the ballpoint pen that that is clear on the side and you're like okay I feel good because I can still see there's ink in there. So yes, yes. it it deserves to write on my hand until it comes alive again because I know I've got ink in there right yeah rather than chucking it away and getting rid of it so no I I agree with that like I said my only concern and it's it's probably not worth being a concern is just that ink is going to sit in there a long time for me Um, and what happens when ink sits in there a long time uh, without getting cleaned out or whatever does it gum up the system does it you know, have problems. Can I put in just a little bit of ink, you know, and then, you know, go empty for a while and that be better off than having it full for a while? Is it like a can of paint that if you yeah. let it sit, it's going to be problematic? You got to stir it. I mean, I, I just, there's a lot of things about that I've not had to deal with before because every other printer I've had, I've just, unfortunately, chuck away the old cartridge yeah. when I find it a year later and then start with that's a true. new one and I'm good to go. Yeah. So that's my, that's my well, concern. I do like the direction they're taking with these. I love the idea of it being larger capacity ink ink tanks on there. I like being able yeah. to go longer without refilling. I like not having a lot of waste coming out with those cartridges I have to replace. So overall, I'm good. You bring good questions, things I don't know the answer to. I don't know how it handles uh, that kind of a cleanliness situation and, yeah. and with the ink yeah. there. Sitting, yeah. But I'm sure there's probably some, some good instructions on how to actually take care of that effectively. Um, so that's a super tank. It's an inkjet. It is the same type of ink you find in the other printers we were showing. The difference is is how that ink is put into the printer and how much ink you can have at one time. Yeah. These super tank printers have kind of stepped it up. And I think many of the manufacturers have come out with their own version of these super tank, eco tank, I've heard, I think, uh, some other mm-hmm. names they use 
for these larger capacity printers, mainly because I just think they're they're finding that that's what consumers are wanting, and they were tired of losing business to third-party ink cartridge manufacturers. So. And I assume the ink itself is probably cheaper. It's like the Costco version of it, right? You're getting a larger container, one container, versus getting something that has packaging for all these individual yeah. you know, cartridges. That's, so I assume that it works out into your advantage if... If there's not an issue issue of the you know the longevity, right? That is that is my understanding. Yeah, that's what yeah. I would that's what I would believe. Now, All Brian, right, so before we ink. get into well, one more on ink, just to kind of oh. just to play a little bit. So we talked about photo printers, and I'm just going to go back. I don't think I have a good picture of photo printer here, really. Yeah, okay, here we go. There you go. This one mm-hmm. actually does have a scanner on top, but photo printers um, again. If your needs are to truly print photos. Now, granted, every printer we've talked about can print photos. Any inkjet printer can print a photo. You can put in some nice, high-quality paper, glossy paper and all that. It will print onto it. But if you want the best quality and your main purpose in that getting that printer is to print photos, you really do need to look at a specialty photo printer. It may not have all the extra bells and whistles, the scanning or copying capabilities. But if your goal is to get high, high quality prints for your photos, a ink based specialty photo printer is probably your best bet. Um, you know, and that's when you really have to compare the cost against getting a photo printer like these versus sending off your, your photos to get developed and printed through a, an online professional service that does that nowadays. It is convenient they are specially meant for photos. You know, if you get these photo printers, they're even labeled a lot of times as a photo printer is yep. the name of them. That's really what they're meant for. They have all the different ways of putting in the different size uh, photo paper, all the different settings you can set for the type of quality you want for your photos. And that's really what they're meant to do. Uh, especially if you're printing out a lot of, you know, four by sixes or five by sevens. That's really where they kind of excel over the other standard inkjet printers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll just say I, this, this is a, a bit of a sore subject for me because I, I, I see how this is the printer companies taking advantage of us, right? Because they started this whole photo printer thing, which really all that ended up doing, it was the same printer, even the same, some of the dots per inch were the same as what you were getting already. Yeah. But they allowed you to have one extra cartridge, which was the photo <laughs> printing cartridge, which of course is where they get their their money. And that one had maybe a more a, a slightly glossier, uh, you know, uh, finish to the the ink it was using, which is great. It does look better, but I'm looking at going this the this device could have done that, <laughs> right? Yeah. You could have had this other one non-photo, sure. Also, accept that same thing, but um, but yeah, you know. I will just say, if you are looking for something that is going to be a photo printer, I would very carefully look at the dots per inch, the DPI, right? Look okay. at the dots per inch, and that basically is going to be like how pixelated, you know, it's going to be of the print. And if you get something that is really, really high dots per to per inch, then it's saying, in that small space, we're going to put lots of little dots. So it's like getting a better resolution on your TV. Mm-hmm. And given that you're going to be printing, you know, potentially an eight by ten or something like that, you end up getting uh, a better, a better image out of that. You know, mm-hmm. if you put it on a regular, 
um, non-photo printer that doesn't have the same DPI, you are going to see, unfortunately, some pixelation and all of that. Now, maybe you don't care, um, but yeah, if this is the main purpose of yours, I certainly would not buy a photo printer and pay the extra money if you rarely ever print photos. No. Um, but if this is, if you are someone like this lady here that's printing out and putting on the refrigerator and printing out popping tons of, of photos stuff, right now, yeah. and this is. Yeah, that's super smart because it's a heck of a lot cheaper than going and printing all of those at a printer throughout the year. Sure. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if you're only doing a few of them, it's not the not the smart way. Just uh, as a reminder, because we are talking about, you know, ink is what you have to keep replenishing and ink is what costs money. Uh, photos, high quality photos take a lot of ink. You will run through your color, your different color ink cartridges very, very quickly. Uh, producing a lot of photographs. So and and again, the photo, the photo ink, the color yeah. photo ink, which is different than the color print ink. It's a different standard. It's even more expensive. So yes, yeah. these are the ink. The ink is going to, to could be the killer, and that's the part that I would always look at estimations of cost per page. Yeah. You know, uh, as you're looking at the uh, the cost of the printer. So, I mean, if you were to right. look at like a service like Shutterfly or some of these others where you can just upload photos and they print out high glossy prints for you and mail them to you, do a little cost comparison. Say, all right, if I think I'm going to print 30 photos this year, what's the cost of me sending them off and having them printed and mailed to me versus investing in a photo printer with all the ink that's going to be required to print those 30 and, you know, you just do a little comparison on that. That's what I would say. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, hey, if you're printing out hundreds of photos on a regular basis and that's kind of what you do, I mean, I've got thousands of photos. I'd love one day to get some nice prints of and do some creative work with those around the house. But uh, then maybe a photo printer makes good sense um, yeah. to do that. Yeah. If you're just printing up a photo here and there, you can either do that with a standard inkjet printer and just make sure you're maxing out some of the, the quality settings when you print it. Or use a third-party service and not not need a printer at all. So yeah. yeah, and also keep in mind real quick that that when you buy a printer, you are limited to pictures that are the size of the width of True. that printer. Yep. So if you're someone, I mean, me, I would not print anything these days that wasn't fairly large because I like to you yeah. know to have a larger uh, picture. I don't print small pictures of things, and this doesn't make sense for me. But you know, True. if you do, then that's great. Um, yeah, so I think it, it, you balance all of those things. Look at DPI. Look at cost per per image. Um, you know, look at the the ink cost. You know, try to decide whether or not it's the the, the replacement uh, of that ink makes sense for you. Um, mm -hmm. I think we we need to jump to laser. Let's jump to laser. So let's talk to laser. So laser is the other side of the coin. So everything we've been talking about so far has been ink based printers. There are different levels and versions of inkjet printers, but laser printers and i'm showing one here this is this, i can't believe i'm gonna say this this is my favorite printer <laughs> so wow. I, actually have a, well, I have a favorite I'm, printer i'm not um, sure i have one okay so yeah i, I do that was part this of our it. discussion all right this is an hp i think it's the force uh 479 laser jet yep. pro i uh i have one of these at my office and i also set up a couple more at some other places i do some consulting work with uh, because it's it, it's i mean Laser printers are going to cost you more, okay? The actual hardware machinery is going to cost more. Now, this is a larger mm -hmm. unit than I would necessarily say somebody needs to have in their home. Although, if I'm going to have a good laser printer, this is the one I would have in my home. This is about $400, I believe. Okay. So you're definitely Not paying bad. more. Not bad for, for, a, 
but it is a yep. fast laser printer. The difference mm-hmm. with laser is that laser is is really meant for larger volumes, quicker prints, and a lower cost per page. And it's using static electricity and toner, so like powder, to put on the paper. I personally love the look of a laser printed text much better than inkjet. Yes. Uh, I think it's more yes. professional Agreed. looking. Uh, I love the speed of laser printers. I love the efficiency of them. Um, yes, you pay more for the printer. You will you will pay more up front. And I'll say this too, the toner cartridges you have to get are expensive. But they last a lot longer. Oh, that's a long time. Okay. Yep. So, yep. for example, this particular unit right now, I may have put $400 in to get the actual printer. Each time I get a new batch of toner cartridges, I have to get four, black plus the three colors. Um, I spend about another 400 bucks hmm. on the toner cartridges. But those toner cartridges last a really long time. So, yeah. you know, for a small office, for a home that does a lot of printing, let's say if you got a home office or, you know, you're constantly printing out a lot of papers or you'd, like to, you'd rather read papers instead of on the screen and you want to keep printing things out – this starts to make really good sense. Yeah. I have a friend of mine who was looking for a home printer and said, look, I do a lot of printing. I print all my documents out. I don't like having everything digital. I like to read it. So I print things out. I scan a lot of documents too. So there's a lot going on. I said, this is what I think you ought to consider because this is really great for high capacity printing, scanning, and uh, copying. Yeah. Uh, so that's lasers. I love laser printers. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say they're not the best for photos. Um, yeah. They will print photos. I mean, you can see even on the sample photo, there's a, a picture here. There's a photo in the tray coming out. I, if I know I'm trying to print photos that are meant to be framed or, or shared in any way, this isn't what I would do. Flyers, you know, if I've got a colorful flyer that's got maybe some images on it, that's, that's probably going to be okay. But this is really meant for volume of printing. So I've got a lot of pages to print. I need to print 200 copies of something, and I want to do it kind of quickly. Uh, They're not photo intensive. They're a lot more text and simple graphics than a laser printer is great for it. And uh, it does kind of blur that line when you get into like more of an office type printer. You know, that's when you see laser a lot more often. But laser prices have been coming down over the years. They have become a nice alternative to inkjet if you want something a little higher, higher standard, higher quality, and you don't want to have to go out and buy new ink cartridges as frequently as you were doing before. So. Yeah. Well, I'll agree with you about I'm far and away, if I can, if I can get on a laser printer, I will. Uh, other than the photographs. And the photographs, I'll just uh, I'll clarify for people because I've had this question before. They're saying, well, I'm looking at a laser printer that has a certain DPI, like the certain resolution, and I'm looking at the inkjet that has the same resolution. Wouldn't the laser printer print those color photos the same way? And what I notice is just that laser printers tend to do a dulling of the yeah. color, That's whereas if is. you do the ink, it's the vibrancy of the ink because it's really taking that color and putting it down as opposed to not burning it on necessarily but you know there's a little bit more of a a dull kind of powder feeling to what's there on the the laser i love it for text there's no mm-hmm. comparison to me on reading text i also love it for you, you mentioned you know a couple things about efficiency I'll, I'll even say it a little further just using 
if you're someone that's trying to decide if this is a printer that you're going to use, let's say daily, right? And you're going to put it on your desk and inkjet is really annoying when it works because there is <laughs> mechanics in there that slide back and forth. So all of a yeah. sudden your desk is sliding back and forth and moving back and forth as it's doing this. That's a laser true. is just feeding things one direction. It's just a wheel that's spinning in one direction. So I think in terms, it really does feel professional versus, you know, home and a little cheaper. Um, yeah. And you, but you pay for it. Um, and then with this something like this, you get, of course, high capacity. There's a whole nother level of things like the the, the uh, document feeder at the top, which I think is huge. If you're someone who potentially might get a contract and need to scan it in really quickly for someone else that feeds in 30 pages. You don't want to do that on a flatbed. You want to do that on a document feeder, which well, is well, and even top. So even some great. of the inkjet, even some of the inkjet multifunctional. I think I've got a photo of some here. Even yeah. these ink. This is an inkjet that's a multifunctional. You can see it's got a paper tray. It's got the feeder at the top, but it's still not going to have the it's capacity and the speed no. that you would on a laser right. scanning that in. So scanning a large batch of you know, 50 pages, I would be very trepidatious about doing it on a inkjet all-in-one with a flatbed with a feeder on the top. But a laser, I have a lot more confidence it's going to go through. I like Was that, that word. Very nice. Trepidatious. trepidatious. Nice words, man. Nice words. Did I use that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good. That okay. was good. I just, you know, it's on my heard you use that before. So no, it's on my word a day calendar right here. Okay. Right. Good. So that I, makes, I had that to make sure I sense. weave it into the conversation somewhere. Yeah. 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 Um, I would have been very trepidatious about using that word. So yeah, good job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Two points. All right. Yeah. Nice. So I'm, I'm all about the laser. If I can afford it, I'm all about the laser. And yeah. That's the whole give thing. You a heads up. I did not yeah. buy a laser from my home. I went okay. on looking for used, see if I could find a laser that also does wireless, which we'll talk about in just a minute, but those were my two things. Found out that I could not afford that because they were all, or I didn't want to afford it with the use I was gonna do, um, so I went with ink, but I much, much rather, now the footprint is almost always bigger on the oh, laser. It's huge, yeah. So you've gotta realize this is something that's gonna take up space, um, so there's a balance there. Cost, footprint are gonna be the two big things. Um, but you're but, you're getting efficiency, yeah. quietness, and quality of text text printing. So. Yeah, I don't recommend laser printers to anybody if they're just casual printing needs. Yeah. Um, again, I would not have a laser printer at home because I do not print enough stuff to justify it at home. Yeah. But my office where I am, and I've got two other people working with me, and we. We do have to print things out on a regular basis. Yes, it's very, very handy. We have to scan quite a bit. It's great. Again, I would recommend it for a home use if it is a high-capacity need for scanning or printing of documents um, for that individual, for that household. And there are some out there that need that kind of printing needs. So uh, yep. it's a great option for it. Um, and I just love how inexpensive they relatively have gotten. I mean, I remember when laser printers were oh my gosh, super expensive to get into. And just, you didn't even think about it for a home environment. Now we're getting them down to like that three, $400 level where it's like, okay, I can start to justify if I've got a lot of printing needs, yep. laser could work out for me. Um, I think you're exactly right too about the, the, the photo quality. Yeah. If you look at the two materials we're comparing, ink and this toner powder, right away, just think about it. The ink is going to give you more, vibrancy and sheen just from the mm -hmm. material of ink itself yep. versus 
dry powder that's being kind of pressed and adhered onto a page. It's just, it's never going to give you the same color and vibrancy and energy that a inkjet printer does. But that's where all the trade-offs are. That's, if yep. you're in the printer market, these are your two, your two big options. Do you go ink or do you go print, uh, laser? And what are the pros and cons for doing that? So, Now, right. Brian, let's talk just a couple moments about some things that are kind of universal across whether it's inkjet or, or uh, with a laser printer. A couple of capabilities or a couple of things to just be aware of. Um, two things I was going to mention that I think are, I don't want to say new features, but at least one of them is relatively new, but things that are, weren't available as much years ago. One of them is duplexing. So yeah, this idea of it. when you hear duplex, this is this idea where it can take, a printer can take a double-sided sheet of paper and scan it and scan both sides without you having to go and take the paper and then flip it over and do another scan. Or printing you know, duplex on two sides of the paper at one time. It used to be printers, if they didn't duplex, you'd have to kind of feed in one side, then take those pages if you want to print on the back side, flip them over, put them back in the paper tray and print the other side as a second pass. Duplexing does it all at one time. Yeah. I... I won't touch a printer if it doesn't do duplexing because I just, I don't like, if I can print something double-sided, I want it to be double-sided yep. to save paper yep. and hassle. So um, yep. that's, that's, that's huge. important. That's huge. I think it's it, big. it does. It does take more real estate. Just be aware, like the same printer with and without duplex, it's usually kind of an extra, you know, layer of, of uh, complexity up there because it's running through two, you know, two rollers, right, to be able to take that same sheet of paper back and forth. But it's well, absolutely worth it, in my opinion. For And also, it, for it'll add a little bit to the cost of the printer. Yeah. I mean, typically, yep. the, the cheapest printers you can get, guarantee you, they probably don't do auto-duplexing double-sided prints. Um, that's my guess. Now, they keep advancing on that. Maybe the cheapest models do do duplexing now. But I know at least the last time I was in the market, that was a delineation of... Okay, do I want to be able to print on both sides? If so, I've got to bump up just a little bit level-wise to a slightly higher model of an inkjet printer. Now, uh, the other thing that's been kind of a new thing, and this is not anything I've had any experience with on my printers, but uh, everything we've been talking about in other technology formats has voice compatibility. Being able to control or activate or do something with the printer with your voice. Um, I tried to... Brian, I know this is a feature they tout a lot... I'm trying to think when this would be handy. Help me understand when a voice commanded printer would be beneficial. I know there's got to be a use case for it. I actually right? have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, HP because you would be print, triggering a print, print from random your computer. picture. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there, the fact of sending the document to the printer seems to take away the the absolute need for that. I got one. Now, stop if you tell it you want to stop maybe that's something that could happen but i still it seems i do have one to do if i do have a uh large stack of things to scan and i put them in the feeder and if i were to say scan this document double-sided uh you know at whatever quality level that's better than maybe punching it in on a little keyboard screen or changing all the settings. That may be that may be one set one use case scenario. I could for it. I could see that. I mean, they, they they certainly would have to either repeat it or they'd have to show it on the screen to make me 
assure, <laughs> to make me confident that they took whatever you walk I away. had and actually works out. You walk you away, know? it thinks you're supposed to print 4,000 copies of something. Right. right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't, I voice, don't quite know that. But yeah, I don't, know what that I don't either. Yeah. Voice compatibility is something that they have rolled out in some printers now. That's There's not a lot of new tech in printers, I feel like, compared to even the last several years. I mean, I think it, the printers have been either improving on their speed, just printing a little faster, a little better quality. That's about it. Connectivity is probably the biggest thing yeah, that really kind of took one. a jump years ago. So how do you connect your printer to your computer? And this is another decision point you've got when deciding on a printer. Um, almost every printer that comes out now still has a USB connection. We're talking the little box square plug on the back of it and you typically comes with a USB cable that will hook up on the other end either to your computer or a dongle you've got to, to work with the USB. That is still kind of the de facto standard way of connecting to a printer. But most all printers coming out now have some level or form of wireless printing to them. And uh, that is the way mine is set up. I don't have any physical cable going to it other than the power yeah. cable. Um, because they've adopted two really kind of good, nice standard protocols for wireless printing. On the Mac side, you've got AirPrint, so which is the idea that if you have a iPhone device or iOS device and you've got a printer in your vicinity on your network that is equipped with AirPrint, then it will see it on your phone when you go to print and it'll just automatically connect to it and print and no wires needed. Um, Google's got the same thing on their end. I think they're called Google print or cloud print. Their Google cloud print works the same way with Android and some other devices on that family. So that to me is key. I think any printer I have now, yes, I want it to be wireless. I want my family to be able to print to it from anywhere in the house they are. So having one that can connect to my Wi-Fi network and then I can print to it from either a mobile device or my laptop on the same Wi-Fi network. So, yeah. 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 Now, the, the ability to print from your phone or tablet was kind of a game changer. And that was a requirement when I went looking for a cheap used printer. I wanted to make sure it at least had some form of wireless printing. Uh, and luckily, it had AirPrint, um, which, of course, would work automatically without having to set things up. But... That's that's incredibly helpful um, because again I'll go back to I keep going back to the footprint idea that you know when I got this printer I said I do not want it on my desk <laughs> I want it in a closet so it's actually in a closet with a cord running to it so that you know I don't have to see it I don't want to go and plug up a, a cord to it I don't want a cord running from the closet to my computer I want yeah. to be able to send something wirelessly so. Um, yeah, so that's that was actually feature number one was going to be it needed to be wireless printing because the only thing that I was looking for. And ideally, it would have been laser had I been able to find a laser that was yeah. cheap enough and small enough footprint. But those were not uh, available for me. So, yeah, that's a it's that's that's a really cool um, a really cool new feature, which I think is or not new. A really cool, somewhat uh, relatively new feature, which I think is ideal, uh, the ability to be able to do that. So, Well, to me right now, if I were in the market for another printer, the two features I've got to have, duplexing, and I've got to have wireless uh, air print wireless printing, type yep. printing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my two key things. And again, that's the two things I think that the printers have been doing in the last several years to kind of accelerate outside of the whole tank capacity for ink. That's a kind yeah. of a, 
I don't want to even call that a new technology. That's just another format that they've built these things around to distribute ink. Well, but, but I think um, that is a that is a, a welcomed advance, though, because that was no, no, the biggest frustration frustration of, wow, you're just going to make me continue to buy these non, you know, non refillable things, or even the ones that could be refilled. You're just like waste, 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 right? And <laughs> and money. So I think that's a that's a that's a nice advancement. Um, so I, I will. I do want to mention really quickly because uh, Shane and the in the chat mm-hmm. has said a, a, a couple of times here about uh, services, which I think is something people ought to be aware of. That if you yeah. are jumping into a printing environment and you say, "Okay, I'm I'm going to be printing a lot," you know, I have a home business and the business revolves around contracts. I'm always going to have a hard contract being printed. I'm going to be doing this. You know, there are some services where you can. You know, have either them sending you ink regularly, uh, which maybe makes it a little bit cheaper on kind of a replacement uh, deal, or you know, looking at some form of kind of replacement plan that comes with um, the the ink or even the toner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think those things are beneficial for people who are using it a lot. But be, do be aware you need to use the printer, use it regularly, figure out what your you know your volume is. And also test different things. We didn't talk about this, but many of those printers, especially the ink, Alan, can you can go in and get creative with kind of the quality of print. Be aware that if you're just printing text, oh, don't yeah. go in and say, you know, print best, right? Because it's loading up the ink on something that you're just reading, right? If it's a contract or whatever, it just needs to be read, put it in draft mode or put it in the lesser quality so that you can stretch that ink out a little further because with the price of that, it's really a smart move, so... Great point on that. Actually, this this is really funny. I've actually got to do this tomorrow at a place where I do some consulting work. They uh, they have a, a large printer system for a small group of employees, and uh, they realized that their color usage was of printing color prints was really yeah. really high, but it shouldn't be. It's just that they're by default printing everything in color. So even if a document has like one word, like hyperlink blue, uh, hyperlink, yes, um, yes, it's printing color and it's treating it as a color print. So yeah. what you do is you make sure you, you set your default setting for your printer on your computer to black and white, black and then and white you have to manually yep. tell it to go to color if you need it to be a color print. If you really want to be sensitive about ink and, or toner use and not be using color anymore than you need to set your printer default setting to always default to black and white into draft mode. And then it's just, when you go to print something, you have to go and choose and say, no, I need this to be higher quality or I need it to be color. And that's fine. But the next time you print something, the default's still going to be black and white draft mode. So that is the safest way to play it for sure. I've actually got to do that on a few computers tomorrow They've asked me to come in just to help them make sure it's all set to black and white and draft for everybody's machine. Yep. So they don't yep. print any more color than they need to, which makes perfect sense. Sure. So uh, yep. good call on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brian, I mean, I think that's really what we want to cover about printers. It's, it, I, I hate saying not a lot has changed over the last maybe 10, 15 years with this. Uh, I still feel like the printer I've got now is pretty similar to the printer I had many years ago. Um, you know, the costs keep coming down on the printer unless you're getting ones with some of these newer features like these newer super tanks. 
or or so prices on laser printers are coming yeah. down to where they are a yeah. little more affordable than they have been. Um, wireless printing is still the probably the biggest advancement they've seen have happened in the last several years. Right. And, and getting better with that too. It used to be kind of a pain to set up wireless printing on older printers. You have to really go in and like you know, it's a really archaic way of connecting it to your wireless network and just or you had to connect it to your computer and use some software to install it that way. Now they've made it a lot easier. A lot of the printers now you really turn them on and say, I want to go wireless, connect to your wireless network, put in your wireless password, and you're done. And it's it's set and ready to go. Um so, but I think the wireless printing is probably the biggest advancement we've seen. Getting duplexing, auto two-sided duplexing on a lot of more consumer-level printers is, is really nice as well. Yeah. Um, and then the better management of ink, hopefully, with these these larger tank uh, capacity ones. Yeah. That's kind of where we are with printers. Um, again, I, I don't know if I'll have a printer in my house for too, too much longer. Um, yeah. Just to... Just to throw that out there, I mean, I, again, it's not the perfect case, uh, best uh, use situation for me. But I know there are a lot of people out there that still depend on these printers on an almost daily basis sometimes. And there are some things to help you out in, in that marketplace if you're, if you're looking for a new printer anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Nope, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think uh, wireless is the biggest advancement, and that's the one yeah, as I said, that was the number one thing that if I was going to buy a used, which again I think I spent thirty bucks to, to for this, um, it just it had to be wireless because that's the only thing that made sense. I did not want it out visible. I wanted to hide it. I wanted to be able to send stuff from a phone. That was another thing. I mean, yeah. you can't, you know, if you were on your phone a lot, if you're on your tablet a lot, you need wireless printing. You're not going to go and manually or like actually wire into your printer from your phone. So yeah. you need wireless printing. And once you get that, it starts to be a game changer with the way people use, you know, their devices. Now, hope that doesn't lead people back to the paper world. Uh, I don't think it will. Um, but I think that it's a, it's a it's a positive advancement. But, you know, as we said, it, we don't necessarily have the need for the printers. Uh, that doesn't mean other people don't have it um, that t- tend to work in the world where they have to print more often. Um, but I certainly would kind of balance your your needs with your um, your options here with the, the ink and the uh, the laser. So yeah. um, that's great. So again, All next right. week we're what fax machines? Is that what we said? We're going to get we into said fax uh, machines. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to about do like a, manual manual cars. Um, maybe I'd like um, to do a whole uh, multi-part series on overhead uh, laminated projectors. Uh, projectors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. I think that be would great. Be I think a, those things are coming back. Like I see, yeah. uh, I actually saw one the other day out in the wild, which was really fun. So yeah, yeah. no, there you um, go. Yeah, we can do overhead projectors. We can do. Uh, uh, microfilm and we could do all sorts of microfiche you know let's let's really let's, let's pick one of those things and bring it back right so brian because what was the type of printing that oh, the purple, used to be in schools purple, the purple purple yeah. ink what was that called man i'm hoping i'm hoping one of our listeners is still there is going to chime in because i don't hold on Man, you know, the one where when they passed it back, you always went to smell it really quickly because it just had such a funky smell to it. Um, Mimeograph. 
Mimeograph. Ah, magenta. Mimeograph. Yeah, there you go. Okay. You got the you got the uh, pastel purple. You got the purple bank based ink. They had the big roller thing. They would yep. just you know shoot those out and. Uh, yep. I think we had to bring it back. Let's bring it back, man. Let's let's make a movement. Let's make a movement. Some of these kids need to exercise more, and this is a good. We need to get them their arms cranking more to to run the mimeograph machine. Well, we need to bring so. that smell back because I, I miss that smell. <laughs> smell. <laughs> bring the smell back. I, I guarantee you, if we look hard enough, there's probably either air fresheners or some sort of oh, uh, thing that, that have mimeograph that smell. air freshener. Dude, okay. Some sort of yeah. way of getting that scent back into your life. Wow. Set it by the bed, wake up every morning, get a mimeograph mm. smell. Just yeah. a great way now to start talking. the day. Now we're talking. Candle, candle <laughs> cup scent. of coffee, a whiff of the mimeograph. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I got my day going. Ready um, to work. So, Brian, oh, we, uh, last time we did a recording, uh, we kind of did mm. a little experiment. We, uh, we, we wanted did. to see... We were really trying to check and see if I, I was trying to check and see if my, my, any of my boys listen to this show. So we actually did a, uh, the answer is <laughs> no, none of my boys listen to the show. Of course they don't. None of them. Uh, of course they don't. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get a, I, we got, we got messages from people who did hear the code. I mean, we got listeners, Yeah. but yeah, yeah, my yeah. main goal but was to kids, see if any of my three not. sons were listening and none of them wrote me with the. Code words. We had the code word last time of high school musical. And mm-hmm. uh, that was the words. If you uh, listen to the show as mainly to my, my children, asking them to write me or text me or do anything to put those words into a message to me to know that they're listening. I got nothing from the three of them. So no, that, that, that tells me what's going on right there. Okay. Yep. Now, yep. granted, the audio version of that episode I don't think is posted yet. So it's very possible my children are audio-only listeners. Oh, okay. And if that's the case, I'm still going to give them a little bit more time on that. But that was the code for last week's uh, – <laughs> do we want to do a, a special word phrase for this week's episode? Oh, just I think we've we got – test that for anybody as well? I think we've got a lot of options here. I mean, we've got mimeograph. We've Mim- got uh, – Mimeograph. I think that's the think one. Mimeograph. we got to yeah. do mimeograph, Can you right? spell it? Can you spell no, it? No, I can't. Okay. <laughs> well, neither can they. Oh, so it's no, okay. I can't. Mimeograph. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to put it up on the screen. Yeah. Mimeograph. Okay. This is now the new word. Hmm. We need to see the word mimeograph sent to us. That's probably better because earlier I was going to say with your bulging battery, like Alan's bulge or something. And I don't, I'm not sure that really. I'm not sure I don't want my want children email. texting me <laughs> about anything <laughs> bulging. I'd rather not. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, mimeograph's a lot safer. Yeah. It's an yeah. easier okay. word to I use. I like it. Okay. Yeah. So the pa- the password is yeah. People listening to the end of the show, mainly my children. Uh, mimeograph is the word that is to text me, or send us an email, or send us a note saying yes, I know the word. Mimeograph. That is. That is your key. Okay. After they look it up and figure out what that means, right? Thank you to everybody who uh, played back the, our video version and did the High School Musical last week. We appreciate yeah, all fun. those notes. That was fun. Um, and I'm sure we'll get a few more of those coming through after the audio version post on that. But um, mimeograph is now the word of the week. So thank nice. you for that. All right. All right, Brian, if anybody does have any actual questions or things to talk about with us outside of mimeograph machines or printers or or if they do want to talk printers, let's say they want to talk printers, how can they uh, get a hold of us here? 
tell us about your version of mimeograph that you think we ought to buy uh, at uh, info at the mesh.tv. Send us an email. Tell us about uh, upcoming show ideas. Give us some suggestions. Obviously, you know, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. If we're going with, uh, you know, printers, we you'd just be lucky we didn't spread this out to four episodes. Um, so you can also go to our website, which is www.brothers-in-tech.com uh, and see previous episodes and uh, also be able to contact us through there. So email or through the website and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll uh, we'll hit your uh, your topic soon or, uh, you know, be able to share some information with everyone uh, uh, based on your feedback. So good. All right. Awesome. That's great. Well, listen, thanks everybody for watching or listening to this episode. We'll be back next time. uh, I think with another topic, we'll be back soon also with a brothers and tech suggestions episode, which is always fun. So be staying tuned for that. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye. That is my cue. I need to be better on the cues here, Brian. I'll send you a mimeograph. I'll send you a mimeograph. Yeah. Say it again. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.